much, Mama.
Blanket, it's now number seven. These are going lucky quick, number man. seven. Is it? It's always lucky. All the best things are number seven. Barry Sheen, Kenny Dalglish, <laughs> all the greats, Keegan. And uh, we've just been listening to who was that, Steenie? That was Witch. That was a good man. Uh, Z- Zambian uh, 70s Zamrock, they call it. Um, but do they? Apparently so. Zamrock. Zamrock, it's, which makes me think more of Zamo. <laughs> from Grange Hill Bad times And before that We started off the show With some fantastic Krautrock uh, Double LP That Steenie got me For my birthday Happy birthday by the way Thanks brother Music from Dusseldorf That was Michael Rother uh, And Carousel And interesting fact About Michael Rother He was in Noi and Kraftwerk There you go Two amazing bands Krautrock uh, So positive And we were talking Off there about this Off air <laughs> how, how comedic is that Just now uh, that it's, it's such a positive music isn't it it really signals the dawn of a new age a new Germany everything sort of powering through it just has such a positive vibe about it so there you go and uh, yeah so yeah one, one thing I really like that's that by the way that witch track uh, is the title track off their Lazy Bones album 
which I can't want to reissue. Um, it's got a great sleeve. We'll have to show, we'll have to put a picture of it as we always do. But I'd, I'd like to draw attention to the drumming on that track because it is insane. It's like some mad fills. Could see of Boydie Sincala. Boydie, he, don't hold back. Not exactly dressed for the weather on the cover. All of the guys are in like <laughs> short shirt off. They're in, on a, a sort of riverboat. Describe on it. It's not a riverboat. That's like a plank it's of wood. Of, yeah, they're on carefully sort of, balanced on the sea, and there's yeah. this one guy casually sitting on a tire. On a tire with a stick, and the main Boydie, the drummer, is carrying a massive trench coat. He's wearing like a big jumper, a trench coat. He's obviously bakingly hot there. And he's not really dressed for, for the weather. He's obviously a very ice cool dude. He not dressed just... for Zamrock. No, very. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, brilliant drumming, anyway, courtesy of him and the rest of the band. Oh, it's a fantastic record. There's not a bad track on that album. I'd recommend it. That is an official Steeny recommendation. That's an official Electric Blanket recommendation. Lee Perry.
That was uh, Warsaw. That's pre-Joy Division uh, when they were called Warsaw. And I went shopping in... Uh, I went shopping. I, took, I went on holiday. My girlfriend took me on holiday to Italy. And, and if uh, you're a partner of anyone that collects records, you'll know that if you go to a new city, you've got to go record shopping. You've got to go and exploring. And just around the corner from our hotel, that was an amazing record shop. And I walked in there and uh, we put it up there online but there's a cover it looks like the cover of unknown pleasures but just a little bit bigger and it's a it's a bootleg of uh, their early eps and i think that interzone version is uh they did for rca and uh the engineer wanted um ian to sing like james brown it doesn't sound like james brown at all <laughs> sounds brilliant it sounds like it's very sort of stoogesy 70s yeah. uh, garage it's got a, it's quite metal it's it, got a bit of a hawkwind feel to it <laughs> it could it could easily you know they they, they weren't strictly obviously or forming that that sound that everyone knows obviously no. they didn't they hadn't met Martin, well, Martin Hanna exactly so. exactly that Martin Hanna is pretty much responsible for for really tweaking the Joy Division sound as you know but before they were raw and and just on a, another Joy Division tip it was really really emotional to see New Order headline uh, Glastonbury this year and uh, they did the whole set and uh, the only Joy Division song they played is the encore is the one everyone expects them to play and it, it came up with loads of really really I wanted them to play The Eternal yeah. <laughs> now that's an encore but it was emotional just said forever joy division again so Ian Curtis you're a legend uh, we started off with uh, Lee Perry's version of uh, Carol King King Goffin Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow which is not nice not you know from the sleeve where he credits it to himself <laughs> Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow in brackets Lee Perry Lee Perry I wrote this I wrote this one Carol back off yeah the black back off, off. <laughs> I'll, I'll set my trousers on you and after that, the middle track was what was that? Steve? It was the OCs uh, with Robert Barron. That's weird. Which, uh, I mean, John Fogerty from Credence Clearwater Revival famously said um, a great song should have three th- things. It should have a great intro and riff, great guitar solo, and a great title. And that has all three, and it has got a great title, Robber Barons. I love it. And a good cover. So there you it's go. It's a very good cover on that EP. Curry that's, says four. All right. That's off the Carrion Crawler EP. That's nice. Now listen, Steenie, where are we going to go next? Uh, we're going to go completely away from uh, pre, pre-post-punk pre Joy Division <laughs> um, uh, to uh, the magical, mystical world of the incredible string band. Join us, if you will. <laughs>
Thing. 
was Julian Cope and... Trampoline. Trampoline, indeed. And before that, we had Beast. It's just another one of those randoms you pick up in a, in a shop, but that's from 1969, I think, the track called Floating. So you're right, very reminiscent of... Uh, summertime. Sounds quite, quite a lot like summertime, Mel- melodically and lyrically. references the summer as well, so it's... Summertime... a complete rip-off, but it, it's got... A, it's... It takes it into that hippie realm, doesn't it? So it's it's a flute, man. It's just, and, and I wish it was a sunny day because I was thinking that blanket, you know, next podcast. We haven't seen each other for a month, and we haven't done an LP show for two months. two months. So you know, I was bringing loads of tracks. I was thinking if it was sunny outside, let's just chill it right out, and it isn't. But that's the thing. It's the power of music. It is. Mike's forty fives. Mike's 45s we're randomly going into dad's 45 box and uh, this podcast well we had to come round to it sooner or later sooner or oh it's later. the king it's the king bow down for the king it was a night Ooh, what a night it was, it really was Such a night The moon was bright Oh, how bright it was, it really was Such a night The night was alive With stars above Ooh, when she kissed me I had to fall in love Oh, it was a kiss Ooh, what a kiss it was, it really was Such a kiss Oh, how she could kiss Oh a kiss it was, it really was such a kiss Just the thought of her lips sets me afire I reminisce and I'm filled with desire But I gave my heart to her, sweet soaring Such a night came the dawn, and my heart in her love, and the night was gone. But I'll never forget the kiss, the kiss in the moonlight. Ooh, such a kiss, such a night. It was a night. Ooh, what a night it was! It really was such a night. Came the dawn, and my heart in her love, and the night was gone. But I'll never get to the kiss of the kiss in the moonlight How will I remember? I'll always remember That night Ooh, what a night it was, it really was Such a night When we kissed I had to fall in love But I gave my heart to her I had to fall in love While she's gone, gone, gone Yet she's gone, gone, gone Came the dawn, dawn, dawn And my love was gone But before that morn Yes, before that dawn And before 
Well, that's how you end the song. That is how you end the song. We had From to come out. down the stairs. It was only a matter of time before we played Elvis. That's the thing about this show. We keep telling you it's everything and anything and just anything that we like. And so that was Elvis and Such a Night, one of the likes 45s. And uh, yeah, so I want to talk a little bit about, um, I've got something coming up now. This album is by a dude called Zacharias. And it's again, it's one of those ridiculously expensive limited press things that was uh, done in the 70s. It was sampled by uh, Mark B and Blade on the track called The Unknown. Uh, and I've wanted to play this to you for ages. To you? To you? To me personally, or to the listener? Well, at the moment, it's just you listening. That's true. So, um, yeah, I've wanted to play this with you for a while. So, yeah, this is a guy called Zacharias, and you want to track this album down, self titled, and this is a track called uh, The Unknown Years.
Uh, fantastic that's the sound of a guy called Tucker Zimmerman and the track is called Bird Lives uh, that's the album's 10 songs by Tucker Zimmerman again it's another another Bowie um, albums you listen, need to listen to or need to own before you die it's one of his and it's actually um, it's produced by Tony Visconti <laughs> oh I've got bats in a cave <laughs> uh, yeah so it's uh, well worth checking out 10 songs before that we heard oh uh, sorry that was uh, Mick Abraham's uh, of uh, Tull uh, and is it Bloodwind Pig as well fame I, I, can't, I, I always get you know confused what? with the, the, the sort of intertwinings of all those bands but that's Mick Abrahams on the Island label it's on the, the LP which is the one of the I think it's the second Island um, sampler collection they did after you can all join in yeah 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 and, some uh, great, it's uh, got some classics on Drake's there it's on just there, brilliant. It? yeah it's got Nick Drake uh, Tull Quintessence Fairport just, just a whole lot yeah of all of this that amazing stable what Chris Black well, you know what you're doing um, before that uh, we had yeah so that was there by a guy called Zacharias it's on um, Derham which is just and it was pressed nothing at all and it was it sells for stupid money and that's the unknown years I thought you'd like that I really did like that. I was very impressed, and also the song that we that you were going to play off that that you've played me yeah. uh, is equally awesome. Yeah, you know it's like on the show we've got to keep moving. There's so many songs off that that album and off that last one as well, Tucker Zimmerman. You could just play and play and play. Anyway, should we do it? Let's do this one. Strange, 
Hugh Steeny. Hello. Uh, well, this uh, this month's metal memory is uh, is is a metal memory that's been jogged by the re-emergence of one of the big forces in world metal, which is the, the monster that is Metallica. Much maligned, um, a lot through their own doing. Um, I, you've got to admit, uh, but I think un- <laughs> unfairly sometimes. I think I think the. the Having displayed such insane promise early on and just delivered and delivered and delivered, they then, you know, obviously the mid-90s weren't kind to them, and then since then they've kept repeatedly shooting themselves in the foot, but with occasional flashes of the the, the early brilliance showing through, I think. I mean, I don't think it's all been terrible, but... Um, Go really sell it. You're but, really selling this one. No, but, you know, it's easy to, t- to, to knock this band because they're absolute, you know, behemoths, really. They, they straddle the globe... James Hetfield with his legs as far apart as he can between the two, between the two poles and his explorer just sort of dipping in the Atlantic Ocean. You know, it's kind of like... <laughs> it's explorer. Yeah, gives an explorer, you know, the guitar he plays. What's all you're talking about? I wonder talking about <laughs> <laughs> James Hetfield's explorer. <laughs> one leg in one pole, one leg in the other. The and explorer, his little explorer. is that what you call <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my uh, girlfriend calls mine the explorer. The explorer. <laughs> <laughs> Never reaches Dora, target. Dora the Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> Dead in a tent. Go on, touch Dora. Go on. <laughs> oh. Right, uh, sorry, sorry. Right, back on track. Yeah. We can't, right. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway. Back to the teenage me. This is another very personal uh, metal memory. They all, I mean, obviously they all are, but... Um, I remember that time I was really getting into metal I kept hearing about this band and all the bands that I was into at the time the, the early metal bands they were all wearing spandex and uh, like flouncy blouses and looking medieval basically you couldn't really you couldn't really relate to that as a kid I loved the music and the power and all this kind of stuff but I, I wasn't you know they didn't look anything like anyone that you might meet in the street and then I heard about this band Metallica and everyone's like you gotta you gotta hear these guys and this is in the mid 80s they're already you know they were already pretty big by the time I got around to hearing them because obviously I think when the first album came out I was seven so I wasn't really into them then and um, I just I saw them and I thought god these guys look exactly like me or a version of me and my friends you know they all had like long hair spots uh, jeans, basketball boots, they just looked like nerds basically. This is before they, you know, Hetfield transformed into late, the yeah. lion. You know, before Hetfield became, around about the time of the Black Album <laughs> when they became real monsters, Hetfield suddenly turned into like the cowardly lion <laughs> from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and, you know, they, but before that, they just looked like skate kids and we could really relate to it. And I heard these tunes and, you know, being a. Um, a sort of record spot I immediately had to go back and get the first record before all the others had to do it in order listen to it in order that's good and um, yeah I was quite anal about it like that when I was a kid so I got hold of this first album put it on and it just blew my doors off basically I just was like what you know I I was used to fast metal but I hadn't really heard stuff like this and so they were carving something new, were they? Or they yeah, were just the thrash, the they were just a, pushing that thrash thing. It was still quite... The first album was still quite sort of new wave British heavy metal influenced, but it's faster, and they've got that sort of scooped guitar sound. And so I, the first tune on there, Hit the Lights, absolutely blew my mind. And then the second tune, which we're about to hear, mm. um, just 
sealed the deal for me. It's just a, such a monster epic. And also the hand of Dave Mustaine from Megadeth in this, because he wrote this with Metallica. Originally it was called Mechanics. Uh, and then they went to change the lyrics for this album. And on the first Megadeth album, there's a version of this song, which is Mechanics with the I've original lyrics. I've never forgiven him, though. I've, I've, I've never forgiven him. Who, Dave Mustaine? <laughs> what for? For everything. Steenie, let's have it. We'll talk about that afterwards. Well, this is not the song by Aphrodite's Child, which we have actually played on a previous show. This is the Metallica song, Four Horsemen. Are you ready? Yeah. 
Christine, you just said to me, um, I think we're getting a bit self-indulgent here. We just played Metallica and that's coming in at about seven minutes and I've just <laughs> played the fantastic Gene Clark uh, with some misunderstanding and that, that's probably about eight minutes. So, uh, well, maybe you're happy Who not listening to us. It's, uh, it's, we're not a pop station, doesn't matter. We can be as self-indulgent as you like, especially if you're playing Gene Clark. That is albums that you would just walk past in a record store because you think you look at the cut. Co- you know, you look past some album covers, you're like, mate, I've got to hear that. That's one you walk past, and I was so surprised when I heard that you put me onto that. That's just yeah, it's a great man. record. It's a it's an all-time favourite of mine, and a lot of people. I mean, I know I think like probably about two or three people who count that as their favourite album of all time. And it's pretty high for me. It's a real end-to-end masterpiece yeah so there you go Gene Clark no other and before that the mighty the mighty Metallica that Metal is, Liquor that is them in their in their absolute pomp isn't it Metal Liquor let's just uh, it's just listening to Steenie's face if anyone anyone knows Steenie you know when he gets excited his, little, his face lit up it's just like the Metallica light went ting anyway some headbanging happening <laughs> speaking of headbanging this is not a very headbanging track at all, but this is a very lovely track. Uh, Roy Wood off his first solo album, Boulders, and they, listen, this has got the, one of the sweetest percussion tracks on it. It's a really, really good song. He played every single record, uh, every single sorry instrument on this record. Every, every record. He played every single instrument on this album, and um, it's just brilliant. He's, he's an absolute genius. There he is, Roy Wood. What's the track? Oh, isn't it called? Uh, oh, which one have I chosen? Uh, we went for Wake Up, didn't we? Wake Up. What's the track? Wake Up. Unlock the door. It's time again to leave you. I miss you more. It's time I go away. If there's a chance, I'll swim back home to please you. Let's sing. 
Hit it, 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 hit it
de umba para uma Um ponta de lança africano Um ponta de lança decidido Umba para uma Filthy. <laughs> I never heard that. 
No, well, that is Slade uh, with this girl. That's so really they're filthy attempt filthy. at sort of pre. It's like glam filth disco. With, uh, in fact, my two choices here just uh, interesting because I think on that one, uh, Noddy's doing a bit of a John Lennon impression on the vocal. It sounds it's very Lennon sort of vocally does on that. And then the previous tune that I picked, um, uh, the Wake Up by um, Roy Wood. Uh, incredibly Beatles well, as well Lucy. really Beatles Beatle Beat sounds like him doesn't it and in the middle of- <laughs> was that Stanley on win <laughs> in the middle track you heard uh, George Ben with uh, forgive my pronunciation Umba Bararuma that's from 1977 that's a that's a track and a half that is a track and a half here you're like <laughs> oh god I've been watching too much Stella Street here Keith what you done with them tins of peaches what you done with them no oh hello Michael I keep going into uh, Mick Jagger. If you've never seen Stella oh Street, it's possibly one of the funniest things you'll ever see. But the, one of the highlights is... Uh, Mick Don't just rely on him. Don't just take his word for it. Watch it. Don't wait for the impressions. <laughs> oh, hello, Michael. Anyway, Stella Street. Mick and Keith own a corner shop. Just watch it. Just watch it. Stella's, start with episode one, series one. Fantastic. Anyway, you're going to like a little bit of this.
a lovely short catchy number wasn't it Andrew <laughs> well I was thinking if we're playing a lot of very long songs we might as well play a quite a new very long song you wouldn't get that on the 45 would you uh, well you could on both sides that's a um, that's anyway that was amazing that, that was really the was Hedvig incredible. Molstadt trio that's off the new album Black Stabat Meta where are they from uh, Sweden I think or Norway uh, no Norway Oslo Hey. No, there we go. Sorry, that was generalising on the Scandinavians. Very sorry to all your Norwegians but, who are listening out there. But brilliant <laughs> record. The whole album is fantastic. Still some great song titles as maybe, well. Maybe there aren't any Norwegians listening out there. Well, let's hope that they, some will soon. You one, never know. They day. might listen back one day. Because these Do you things think people don't will in the future? Do you think people future, look at this like a time There'll be some sort of podcast archaeologists from Norway digging <laughs> through this going, Oh, what, what did we hear? What's, that's is, nothing um, interesting. Oh, dear. Sorry. Oh, you've done it now. And um, great song titles on here as well. That song's called Approaching. Um, but uh, side B, track one, In the Court of the Trolls. <laughs> now that, that, robber barons in the court of the trolls. I mean, those are, what that, pe- those are song titles. That had you at trolls, didn't it? It had me, as soon as I heard the, the Court of the Trolls is trolls. just something so, you know. Anyway, um, we're coming to the end of the show. Um, and we, we just need to say that, you know, if you do stick with us to the end of the show, thanks. Cause you it, win a prize. <laughs> yeah, insanity, uh, but no, it's a, it's a you never know who's listening out there. It's it's a weird thing, you know. So at the moment, it's just me and him sitting in the room playing music to each other, which mm. is no bad thing. But who else is listening? And it, you know, send us your names and bank details. <laughs> I think uh, we've gone quite hard this show. Uh, I think we've gone quite hard and quite long. This, we're going to call this this uh, title of the show. Hard and long. We're going to call this the show. <laughs> Dora the Explorer. Explorer. Hard, hard and long. long. <laughs> but uh, I just want to stick it a little bit hard at the moment. Actually, that's not fair. When I first heard this band, I was literally blown away. Not Mainly because uh, they're a fantastic three-piece. But the production... Much the, like the Hedvig Molstadt trio. Well, they are actually... Do you know what I mean? They are that hard. But anyway, Shellac, my black ass.
you're still with us after that, if you're, I mean... Uh, why wouldn't you be? That's bloody brilliant. That is bloody brilliant. And uh, this is... Sandy Nelson. Some fantastically clean records, my friend. That is that it. is on the right groove of that. I don't know what the hell is going on on the right side of that groove because it's just now but that adds to the atmosphere. Let's talk about this next record. I think so far the last two tracks have been quite heavy on drums. We've had a uh, fantastic production of uh, Steve Albini. I can't believe Shalak. you said that about "Let There Be Drums" by Sandy Nelson with a drum-heavy track. Well, no, I said you know we've been concentrating on drums. Sandy Nelson, "Let There Be Drums," and now we're going to go on to one of the best drum sounds one of the best drummers it's taken us again we always talk about things we don't want to play we don't want to play the obvious and so you know we're both huge Zeppelin fans but I don't think we're going to play any Zeppelin for a long long time but what we can play is something that you you might not have heard around the time of um, must be about Zep 2 there's a guy called Screaming Lord Such who on YouTube Oh well, uh, is I mean he was he was a legend anyway. But if you're if you're ever on YouTube, you should check out the Jack the Ripper live um, video which he did, which is just insane. Uh, his thing was jumping out of coffins, and his band was a pretty much a who's who of um, 
of the rock world, wasn't well, it? I mean, this is it. It's called heavy Richie Blackmore on guitar on the original um, Screaming Lost Such Band, and is it Clem Catini on the drums? You know, a lot of people from that big from that era were in his band. Anyway, the story goes that he wanted to record an album, and he was just basically calling on all of his mates. And so, on this album, you've got Jimmy Page, you've got John Bonham, which is a rare. It's, you find Page outside of Zeppelin, but it's not often you find Bonham. And the Bonham drum sound is going to be about Led Zepp too. You'll hear it, you know it. Uh, Nicky Hopkins, Noel Redding, Jeff Beck, and he promised them that he wouldn't put their names on the front of the album cover. So he called it Lord Such and Heavy Friends and listed <laughs> Jimmy Page, Sean Bonham, Jeff Beck, Noel and Nicky Hopkins on the front. The cover is him with his foot up on a Union Jack-covered Rolls Royce. Um, now, sadly, he committed suicide, didn't he? Uh, he was had a, a very famous political career. If you're from the UK, everyone knows who Screaming Lord Such is because he led the monster-raving loony party who were... That's probably Britain's fifth party behind um, Conservatives, Labour, Liberals and Greens. I think he was like fifth or sixth. Every single election, there would be a representative from the Monster and Looney Party, known by sort of ridiculous names as well, like Sir Aubrey Custard or something like that, <laughs> standing in, you know, and they would always be there dressed in a gorilla outfit or something. And um, sadly, I think this was all hiding um, a, a sort of deep depression, but which is unfortunate, but he did leave quite the legacy and this is a hell of a tune back, pull it back you're losing them you're losing them come on come round come round quickly we just talked about depression we're about to go to Led Zeppelin Let's, well you can't be depressed when you listen to this can you let's have it <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
there you go. Brilliant. on this record Who was on this show. Well, that was Johnny Guitar Watson strange things happen I, right behind me I've got a Johnny Guitar Watson 45 that's a very bit but, boring trivia but I didn't know he was going to bring it that's back when he was known as Young John Watson so uh, it's called Space Guitar it's on a, a record called Rave from the Grave Blast from the Past Series Volume 2 and uh, Loose Ends and it has got the most bizarre sleeve. We'll put this up on the uh, yeah, that's one on the page. All right. that's uh, it's a system of nightmares. It really is. Um, <laughs> but it's actually sexism is, is sexism now. If you like pussy, treat it equal. It says there. That's not a quote or uh, any sort of um, <laughs> endorsement by Steenie. That's just him reading off the front cover. I, it wasn't I, just having a bit of a breakdown. Uh, no, that is me reading from the cover. <laughs> but I, but I echo that. I think sexism should be out. Yeah. I wouldn't be so quite so crass as to say if if you like pussy, treat it equal. But uh, 
This is an over 18 podcast. Probably it is, is an over 18 well, podcast. Well, it is now. Well, it's, if you think of anyone, <laughs> if you think anyone under the age of about 45 is listening to this, you're, you're kidding yourself. <laughs> if we think anyone's listening to this, a- anyone at all, us. This, this is, is an under eight. This is an. Uh, this is only just an over 18 podcast. In our, as in, we've only got over 18 listeners, just about. <laughs> So when it's X-rated, we get to 100, is that what it is? X, X is 10, though, isn't it, in Roman numerals? Uh, and we need to be C-rated to I'm get to 100. I'm not even that clever. You're listening to The Electric Blanket. Uh, it's been a mixed bag this week, isn't it? I think this... Yeah, we're going to call it the extended remix. That's what we're going to call Explorer. it. Long, Explorer Long and Hard. There's been a lot of long track. I think next one... Well, we just had the 45 special, haven't we? So that's like kind of tunes of three and a half minutes. I think this was a reaction against that. <laughs> yeah. It, subconscious, not, not consciously. No, well, you know, sometimes you just need to hear a long track. So we're coming up to the last one. I've, um, again, I just came back from a Wicked Holiday and uh, I was in Milan and went digging and I pulled out this record. And it's one of those ones, I don't know if you, if you buy records, but sometimes you just buy them for one track and you're praying that the rest of the album's good. It's not really that good. But... That's any Osmond's album that hasn't, hasn't has, got crazy has horses. Got crazy horses on. So uh, we're going to leave with uh, a band called Kaleidoscope and Ghost Riders in the Sky. Thanks for uh, this has been Electric Blanket. We'll probably have a bit of a catch up after this because I want to know your opinion of this, Deanie. All right, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> that was sincere. I can't wait to hear it. As he went along his way When all at once a mighty herd Of red-eyed cows he saw A-plowing through the ragged sky And up a cloudy draw Their horns were black and shiny And their hooves were made of steel their brands were still on fire in their hot breath he could feel Then a bolt of fear went through him as they rumbled through the sky For he saw the riders coming hard And he heard their mournful cry Yippee-yi-yi
Their face was gone, their eyes were burned, their shirts were soaked with sweat. They're riding hard to catch that herd, but they ain't caught them yet. For they must ride forever in that range up in the sky. On a horse is breathing fire as they ride on He heard him call his name If you wanna save your soul from hell Riding on our range Then cowboy change your ways Today or with us you will ride Trying to catch the devil's herd Across these endless skies Yippee-yi-yi country down home <laughs> thing it's 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 very cool works doesn't it it certainly does that's it man that's round seven yes. so to all of our uh, over 18 listeners uh, if you've got over 18 people listening, thanks for listening all 18 of you um <laughs> and to the 19th uh, you've won a special prize so please do we don't do, do, apply do, do, do uh, they like competitions we, so, tried, we tried this go on send a uh, self-addressed envelope to p.o box p.o box what is it for I don't know. London W12AQT, Wood Lane, BBC Wood Lane. <laughs> Thanks, Send guys. We'll see you on the next one. Take it easy.
much, Mama.